Hey all, Toasty here from Games with Toasty. On this episode of Schmups on Toast, we are going to look at Fast Striker on the PS4 by NGDev. What inspired me to dabble in Fast Striker was actually my overwhelming desire to play Razion EX, also by NGDev, whilst also having an ardent intolerance of scalpers. So I thought I would have a look at NGDev's other games, and Fast Striker popped up and was on sale for a quid. Loads of games try to evoke some sense of nostalgia. This is usually done by using retro-inspired graphics or throwback chiptunes. NGDev aren't really in the business of emulating 90s classics, however. NGDev are much more interested in making 90s games on 90s hardware, only they have a habit of releasing it 20 or so years after the hardware ceased production. Fast Striker originally graced the Neo Geo and the Dreamcast, of all things, way back in 2010. It took a further 8 years for it to be ported over to modern consoles, and then it took me 3 years to get around to finding out it even existed, let alone reviewing it. Right off the bat, I want to discuss what makes Fast Striker such an appealing little title. The graphics. Fast Striker has beautifully chunky pixel graphics that scream early 90s shmups. It has this super satisfying pre-rendered look to it, combined with like silky smooth animations that you don't necessarily see that often nowadays. Enemies, bosses, bullets and your ship all look fantastic and utilise mostly bold colours to make everything pop. Stage backgrounds tend to be a little bit bland however. Over the course of the game's six stages, it felt like at least half of them were recycled at least that's what my memory kept telling me. Now since I'm rambling about presentation, I might as well talk about the soundtrack, which is thigh spankingly good. Every track screams 90s synthy goodness and is oozing with heart pounding beats that ties the game's aesthetic together perfectly. Now I do have a couple niggles, firstly the game has not been given any HD treatment in the 8 year transition to modern hardware. As gorgeous as those chunky pixels are, the game was begging for a little bit of tarting up. Sound effects are also surprisingly weak, with bullets and explosions coming across like a flaccid noodle clapping against a soggy bowl. What I'm saying is that this port could have had some more work done to it. Now that that's out of the way, we should definitely get into gameplay. Fast Striker is split into 4 difficulties that also double up as their own unique game modes. Regardless of which mode you pick, the basic controls are the same. Your ship moves in 8 directions and fires in 2, forwards and backwards. Each firing direction also comes with 2 firing modes, with those modes changing based on difficulty. Tapping either shot button will produce one attack, like say a spread shot, whilst holding it down will slow your movement and produce an entirely different one, for example a more focused laser. In addition, if you're tapping, your ship has a light vacuum effect that sucks up nearby collectibles whilst holding it allows them to fall into the abyss. Swapping between tap fire and hold fire is an integral part of the game's mechanics and for the most part it does work pretty well. That being said, the constant tapping does wear out its welcome pretty quickly. There is not an option to auto fire your tapped shot meaning Fast Striker is especially exhausting to practice. It's not fun to wear out your controller or your tendons, and this is another area that this port could have been tightened up on. It's not a game killer by any means, but it certainly does do some damage to its longevity as a game. 
Fast Striker is a fairly accessible game thanks to its myriad of difficulty options. Whilst the screen can get quite dense with bullets, especially on the Omaki difficulty level, and there's definitely some traditional bullet hell patterns being thrown your way from time to time, the game never really felt like it was part of that genre. It feels much more old school or classic with the occasional burst of modern sensibilities. The game also lacks a traditional bomb system, instead giving you a bullet destroying shield that allows you to plow through waves of plasma, obstacles and even enemies with ease. It's a pretty cool system that works well on the pinch and based on mode the game even implements an auto bomb system too which is a nice touch. That being said, Fast Striker isn't a particularly long game, rolling in at a whopping 6 stages or 5 if you're playing on novice mode and it'll take you roughly 20 minutes to get to the end credits providing you don't run out of continues along the way. You gain continues just by playing the game so the more you play it the more chances you have to get to that end but really that end goal is to get that 1cc and getting that 1cc is going to be quite the challenge. Now layouts are pretty standard with waves of popcorn enemies flying around and the occasional chunky ship and miniboss to keep things interesting and each stage ends with a larger than life boss and often come with multiple forms or patterns and these are the highlight of the experience. Now, 1ccing the game isn't the only end goal as Fast Striker also has a funky set of scoring systems. In fact, nearly every mode has its own unique way of netting high scores. It's a real shame then that so much effort was put into these systems because Fast Striker has no online leaderboards. In fact, even the local leaderboards are a hassle to even find. This ultimately made the scoring in Fast Striker feel more like swanky salad dressing as opposed to the catalyst for score-related addiction. There isn't much else to say about Fast Striker other than the game can feel a little bit sluggish to play. There seems to be a little bit of input delay that is centred almost entirely around this port. I did a little bit of research and it seems that the original Neo Geo and Dreamcast releases didn't have this issue. I tried to fix it by using both the DualSense and also the DualShock 4 and neither seemed to perform better than the other. It may have to do with the eternally awful D-pad that Sony has been producing since the beginning of time and it may perform better on something like an arcade stick but I was unable to test that theory. Overall, Fast Striker manages to do a lot of things right. The classic sprite work is amazing and the original score slaps harder than my fiance and has plenty of modes to wet your whistle. It's also incredibly cheap, dropping to about a quid on sale and not much more than that off. A lack of updated controls HD visuals and leaderboards combined with some input issues does its part to hamper Fast Striker's enjoyability and replayability but the game still manages to be a fun romp regardless. As a result, Fast Striker gets a 7 out of 10 from me. That's all I have for you lot today but make sure to drop me a comment on Twitter at GamesWithToasty and let me know if you are picking up Fast Strikers, if you've played it and what you think of it. Heck, did you even pick up the original 2010 release? It would be great to get some hands-on feedback on how that game performed over this more modern port. Quick shout out to my friend and colleague Powerdunk who does just about everything. This dude writes, podcasts and streams and deserves way more attention than he's currently getting. You can find him practically everywhere by searching for Powerdunk. Until next time, thanks for listening and happy gaming.